Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul? Shine. I can feel it, yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. All Things in the Name of Love. This podcast was created by Dr. Erica Reesberg. The theme song, Rise Up for Love, was created and sung by Megan Moreau. Episode 5, Stepping into More Self-Love on a Deeper Level with Stacey Overman. Today's episode is my first interview with the amazing Stacey Overman. Stacey is an angelic spiritual channel, author, speaker, personal coach, and leading-edge spiritual thought leader, guiding light workers to overcome obstacles through many avenues of deep soul healing methods. She helps the spiritually awakened future leaders decipher their soul purpose and remove their blocks to their most abundant, authentic lives so that they can then help others. Since then, she has gone on to share their teachings and love with those who are ready to receive. With the help of her host of angels, she is profoundly changing the lives of beautiful souls all over the world. Stacy, it is such an honor to have you here today. Thank you so much. Mm, thank you, Erica. I'm so honored to be your first guest on such an amazing topic with your channel. I'm so excited. Thank you. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about self-love today, and you've got a lot of experience with that. Oh, my gosh. Yes, a lot. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about your journey. Oh, goodness. Well, you know, I have to kind of backtrack quite a few years back. Um, I had experienced being diagnosed with breast cancer. And when I was in that journey, I was realizing that many of us are experiencing health problems because we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not doing that self-love that we need to do. We're not healing the things that we need to heal. And so it manifests in our own body. Now, what I'm talking about is not just healing the body, but we are a soul having a human experience. And so there's much more to us than just a body. We've got to take a look at and heal the mind, the body, and the soul. And so if we're not taking care of ourselves on an emotional level, on that etheric body level, then what happens is these things manifest in a lower vibration in our body and then start coming out and our body's like, hey, you're not giving me the self-love. You're not taking care of me. You're not doing what you need. And it will manifest into some form of dis-ease in the body. And so now hindsight being 2020, I look back and think, no wonder I had breast cancer. I had just come out of a bad marriage, went through a really bad divorce. I um, later married a beautiful man that was also battling cancer. And together we were battling cancer together. And it was just this crazy whirlwind of, if I would have only known, if I would have only known, like I could have healed on a different level. Yeah. Because mm. <laughs> that's, that's a journey that I learned um, secondhand. My father, wonderful, sensitive, beautiful soul, repressed everything he needed to be in his life. And he became obese. And, oh my gosh, it's 10 years now. Wow. Um, he got pancreatitis. And he went to the hospital. And then he got a staph infection. And he spent three months 
paralyzed in intensive care. He lost a hundred pounds of fluid in those three months. And his entire digestive system just collapsed. I mean, it just didn't exist. The staph infection ate everything up. And I, I flew in, I was living in Washington at the time and my parents were living in Connecticut and my mom calls up and says, okay, get on a plane tomorrow. He's dying. Like, what? Okay. So I fly and you know, a cross country trip it's it's exhausting. And I get there and he stays for two more days. He's in hospice. And the last day he's alive, um, we spend an hour and they say, don't touch him. I'm like, screw that. I'm going to touch him. This man needs the physical contact. I'm not going to put a glove on. I'm going to touch him because he needs it. He needs the emotional, physical connection that he, he can't, he's never been able to do for himself. So I have to step up and do this. And this is before I was aware of my, my powers. Um, and I just, you know, gently rubbed him and then, Probably about after an hour, um, we left because mom was emotionally exhausted. And we're driving home, and I hear the phone, and I'm like, Dad died. And I turn around, and I head back to the hospital. And he's laying there, and I look at his body, and I say, that's not Dad. And all of a sudden, I feel this energy bursting across the universe. And it was Dad. And then I freaked myself out. <laughs> because you felt spirit or seen him or, or is that why you were freaking out? I, well, I, every, every family member I've had that's passed, I felt them leave their bodies, but I never felt anything so dramatic. Mm, yes. And, and it made me realize one of the consequences of the, the self-reflection of watching him repress everything was okay. I can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided I was going to pursue voiceovers, which wasn't quite what my sole purpose is, mm -hmm. but it's giving me the skills to be able to do this. Right. Spreading the message, the Spreading voice, the, message. the voice to spread the message. I love it. Yeah. And, and, and this is not something that my ego is saying, this is a great idea. This is something that's beyond my ego because that's what we are. Our egos are the illusion. Right, right. Ego has its place, but, you know, we, we do. We have to tap into more of what the heart is telling us, and we've got to follow that heart. The heart, I, I don't know the heart ever lies, right? The ego has a tendency to be able to lie and tell us the things that we as humans have made up. So for me, I'm constantly amused by this battle because I know this is a yeah. journey, thankfully. And so, for example, this is, this is my calling. This is one of the things I am meant to do. So what does my ego do? Makes me stuffy. <laughs> uh-huh and it's this and so i'm loving myself because i have to like i'm taking giving massive self-care i'm using my neti pot <laughs> steaming i'm doing everything i can and it's it's an awareness i know what it is mm -hmm. and so it's a fun process of going from knowing what it is and taking out the judgment right which is else were taught um, just to love it. Right. Well, and some people would experience stuffiness and think, oh my gosh, maybe this is a sign that I'm not supposed to do this. This must be a sign. You know, and people get wrapped up in, this is a sign I'm not supposed to do this. And I'm like, no, this is a sign that pushed through. You're on the right track. Because anytime we're coming up with roadblocks, it's like, you know you're on the right path. You know you're on the right path. Like this is awesome because especially when it's something that's going to bless other people in so so many ways, being the voice, being able to get the message out, you know, it's absolutely keep moving forward and, and just say thank you. But out of my way, I've got amazing things to do. 
you know, let's talk about that for a second. Um, fear mm-hmm. um, and how the body talks to us when our subconscious is throwing up fear. Uh-huh. How does that, like, how do you become aware of that? I know for me, it takes a couple of days, like I feel it and then it's like, okay, it's not showing up and then I just have to be quiet, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I do have to be quiet and, and sit with it. And then after about two days, I finally feel what the block is. Right. You know, I love the word fear. Um, I saw this uh, breakdown somewhere. I don't remember where it came from or who first said this, but it's false evidence appearing real false evidence appearing real. And, you know, we, I, for me, I first feel in my gut. It's like, oh, my stomach gets all in knots. I, I'm worried. And, you know, it's like worry never got us anywhere. Fear never got us anywhere. Like when we're in a fear mode, it's like, what's that going to do for us? Like it's, it's not that we're in caveman days and we need that fear, that fight or flight mode to save ourselves because the bear is going to start chasing us, right? Fear has its place when we were in that kind of a situation. Fear has its place to um, pop up if we are in a, like a life-saving kind of predicament. But many times we are fearful about stepping out and doing what it is that our true authentic self is here to do. And we get caught up in that. And then, you know, it becomes anxiety and it becomes depression. It becomes all these things. And we get stuck in that vicious cycle. But for me, I feel it in my gut. And sometimes I will feel it in my chest space. Like some people will describe it like, oh, I feel like I might be having a heart attack or I can't breathe or I feel like an elephant sitting on my chest. And so anytime those kind of things pop up for me, I'm like, ooh, like you, I got to step back. I got to quiet my mind and I've got to breathe. Breathe in God's beautiful white light. Breathe out what no longer serves me and just tap into what is that? Why why am I feeling that? And then I, I literally talk to myself and I'm asking myself that. And sometimes an image will come to my mind. Sometimes a word, I will hear a word or I'll have a feeling. And it's like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, I feel unworthy to receive what may happen if I go and step out. Or I feel you know, like something from maybe even a past life. I may be judged. I may be, you know, gosh, I I may be killed for this, you know, in a past life. And that might be something that's coming up for me. And so we we learn how to work through that and how to release those fears. And, And one of the things I teach my clients is trust and allow, trust and allow, you know, just get into that space where if, if you're fearful, breathe through it work through it, grab the tools that's going to help you to be able to get through that. But meditation is a great way to work on that, breathing techniques, things like that. But um, yeah, learning how to release that fear sooner than later so it's not debilitating you moving forward, especially in what you feel called to do in life. Yeah, that's, you know, it's something that So many people that come, like, I wish I could, or I should, or there, there's this longing, and the, the ego will come in and come up with all of these amazing reasons why you can't. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is one of the many things I'm being called to do, and I see, I, I've had people come up and say, Erica, when are you putting this up? Mm-hmm. We can't wait to hear what's going to unfold from this because we're tired of the numbness and we don't know what to do. Right. I mean, for me, three years ago, I took this vow of peace and I had no idea what the hell that meant. <laughs> right. And it can mean something different to everyone, really. But yeah. Right. What did that mean for you? Wow. Well, for me, it meant I had to completely divest myself of violence. Mm. I'm, I have a PhD in history. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, I've mm, been exposed to some really, really awful, low vibrating things. Mm-hmm. And so for the first six months, I didn't know what to watch. 
what to read or what to listen to. I was just like, oh shit, what did I just do to myself? <laughs> and well, turn off the news. Um, uh-huh. Pretty much all of the new movies, shows, everything coming out. Like um, we just don't go there. You know, I, I don't even watch television anymore, really. It's like I, I, I will learn of a new amazing love, some kind of movie that is full of love and light. And I might watch that. But really, I'm I've detuned to all of that now. Yeah. We, we've talked about since we're moving, we've talked about do we want to bring the television with us? Right. Like, do we have a need? Because <laughs> we don't really have a need. I mean, it's just and it's and and for me, I haven't had cable since 1998. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that big of a stretch, but it was like, oh, I guess I'm not going to watch the next James Bond film or the next Star Wars film because the narrative might be there, but it's surrounded by so much violence mm-hmm. that the story is lost. And it's like you don't need the violence; it's just something we've been conditioned to, right? Um, and then after. After removing that, I detoxed of so many different foods that are unhealthy for my soul mm-hmm. that I, I, for my poor husband's like, um, can we eat anything now? <laughs> <laughs> can, do I have to buy my own groceries <laughs> to have my own snack cabinet? <laughs> but I mean, I, that's part of my nutrition, um, you know, I've also gone down a, a big rabbit hole about nutrition and taking care of my body because it's it's so important to me to be the healthiest I can be because that's how I can best express what I'm supposed to do. Absolutely. And that's the thing too that, you know, I teach my clients, like it is so imperative to drink good water. Um you know, not to have fluoride in it. And, you know, if you can get your hands on spring water, how imperative it is. I mean, when when we want to connect with spirit, when we want to connect with the other side, water is a huge um, proponent to being able to do that. And we need to have our body filled with good water, good nutrition, good, you know, leafy greens and eating all the right things so that we are treating this temple as good as we can so that it can perform at the best optimal level to where you can experience that soul connection that we came here to remember how to do and what to do with that. Completely agree. Yeah. I've also found for me, because we live on the 11th floor, I have grounding pads Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have a grounding sheet. <laughs> oh, I love that. So for um, anyone who's listening, we're connected to the earth. I'm trying to give a brief synopsis of grounding. Yes. And please feel free to jump in. But Absolutely. We, we walk around with these shoes that don't let us touch the ground. We have concrete. I mean, I, I know because I walk on concrete a lot. That's keeping us from feeling the magnetic pulses of the earth. And we're mm-hmm. part of the earth. We've forgotten that we're part of the earth. And so living on the 11th floor, I'm really disconnected. So I have this pad that connects to that third plug, which uh-huh. is the grounding cord. And it grounds the pad to the earth. And then I put my feet on it and we have one wrapped around our metal bed. So the, the bed is grounded. Yes. Yeah, we have we have a fitted sheet that we do the same thing. So each night we're we're grounding. And there's other techniques that you can use. Um I actually teach a lot of this in my program, but you can helpful things to eat to help with grounding is eating root vegetables. You know, carrots, things like that can help you with grounding. Also visualization. You know, there are a lot of people live in these concrete jungles and they just have nowhere to put their feet on the ground. And you can visualize your feet growing roots into the ground and visualize Mother Earth. And, and you know, that's a really another good technique. I mean, there's nothing that can replace putting your bare feet on Mother Earth. That is amazing. Um, what is another one? I'm just, I'm going blank here. I, I felt like there was something else I was going to share. But grounding is so important. Um, one of the things, too, with a lot of people that are spiritually awakened 
they find that they're very clumsy, they're um, they're not sleeping well, their eye will twitch, you know, their their eyelid, you know, have you ever experienced that, Erica, where your eyelid starts twitching? <laughs> yeah, you feel, like, you feel like get a lot of tinnitus, which I know is my spirit talking to me. Yeah. Well, when we're experiencing all those things, it's it's a sign that we need grounding. It's a sign that we need to ground our energies. And because we're living in our upper chakras, we're, we're I, I call it like a popped out balloon. We're up in our balloon that we're holding up above our body because we're up in the spiritual realm because that's safer. It's easier to be there. We're very forgetful when we need to be grounded. Um my husband, when I'm not grounded, when I'm up in my spiritual sense, up in my upper chakras, he'll be like, hello, are you here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Take my shoes off. Go find some grass. Walk around. I like to sit in a lawn chair and just put my feet on the grass, you know, and just sit out there and do my meditation. But yeah, those are some other helpful tips with grounding or or signs if you need grounding, clumsy, forgetful, eye is twitching, <laughs> things like that. Yeah, it's it's like there's this manual that needs to be written about how to actually live on this planet in ways that we haven't been taught <laughs> that are actually really helpful for us. Oh my gosh. You are saying almost exactly what I am saying to a lot of my clients in my program. I'm like, where was this information? We should have learned this stuff like clear back in middle school, like how to be a human having a soul experience. Like who teaches this? Why do we have to be almost 50 before we learn? Nobody teaches it. And it's something that, you know, I, I see, I mean, I live in Portland, so I have a lot of awakened friends, which is amazing. And I see other people that haven't quite gotten there, but they feel this, there's something more. Yeah. And they don't know how to get there. Right. And so my first four episodes are about how to detox yourself. Good. Okay. And then this is, okay, now that you've detoxed, now what? (laughs) Right. Well, and as you go through life and you're detoxing, you're doing the things that you need to do to benefit the body, then all of a sudden things, other things start happening. I mean, did you notice, Erica, that you were able to see or sense or feel things more as you were detoxing your body? Yeah. Yeah. Like people start people start saying, wow, I can't even go to the store because the emotions are overwhelming. Like I could cut the air with a knife. You know, I feel like I have to suit up in a a space suit just to go to the big super malls, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, I come home and all I have to do is just climb into bed and rest. I can't take it. And then you're feeling everybody's emotions, right? So a lot of us take on all that. I can remember going through an airport and I'm super happy, had a great vacation. I walked past this family that was crying and they were saying goodbye to their son that was getting on the plane. And two steps after passing this group of people, I had the huge lump in my throat. I had tears in my eyes and I was feeling all of their pain and their sadness and their emotion. And I knew I'm like, this is not mine. I am picking up on someone else's emotion. And I knew right away that that's what was happening. But there's many people that will take that on and it causes depression and it causes them to go down this deep, dark spiral because they don't realize it's not theirs. And they don't know how to get rid of it. They don't know how to disconnect from it. And so there's that whole aspect that we become more sensitive, right? And that's the other thing is I I just created a video the other day in one of my um, Facebook groups. I said, how many of you have been told all your life you're too sensitive? Well, hello, (laughs) that'd be me. Like, why are you crying again? You're too sensitive. Why are you this? Why are you that? Well, hello. That's because I am sensitive. I am sensitive to everything around me. And as we do the wonderful things for our body and detox, we become even more sensitive. Oh, that's a part of it. You know, we are sensitive. As a soul, we're all connected. We're all one. We came from this God source and we're all one. And so 
as Erica hurts, I hurt. And as I hurt, Erica hurts, you know, and it's like, we don't realize that. And many times too, as people are beginning to take care of their bodies in a great way, they'll start sensing spirit around or they'll start seeing little sparkly lights on their peripheral vision. And to me, that was when I started seeing angels. And uh, many people are like, I don't, I've ne- like, if you would have asked me about all this stuff about 12 years ago, I would have kind of raised my eyebrow and thought, whoa, that's really woo woo. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about because that wasn't my beliefs back then. I did not, I had limiting beliefs. I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't around anybody that understood that. And now when it started happening to me, I dove head first. I'm like, okay, I hear you, God. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I got to learn. And now I help people learn all of this stuff and understand all of this stuff at a quicker pace so that it doesn't take them 20 years to figure it all out. <laughs> get that. I really get that. You know, I was thinking back to your comment about going into stores and I've been going to, I won't name the grocery store, but I'm going to a grocery store for five years. And uh-huh. I've been friends with, like, I've, I've developed relationships with the people that work there because that's who I am. And I show up and I hug people. And I right. decided to go to a, a higher vibrating store about a month okay. ago. And then two weeks after that, we went to the other store that I'd been to for five years. And I got physically ill. I got so oh. oriented. I couldn't, like, I ha- I know the layout of the store. I memorized it. And I was so lost mm. and just feeling yeah. ill. I was like, whoa, yeah. that, that's just, that's insane that, that I've gotten that sensitive <laughs> in such a, not in such a short period of time, but that I was comfortable with that other vibration until I went to this higher one. And now the lower one doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah. And it can feel really icky. And and a lot of times, you know, if people that are listening that are really new to this, they're like, what? This has never even crossed my mind, you know? So they may have felt these things, but never really put two and two together to understand why. But yeah, there's this frequency, this vibrational frequency, and it's kind of like a spiral. And as we, as we go up that spiral, we go up into a place of love and peace and joy, and we stay there. And so when we are immersed into a store or a situation that's lower on that vibrational scale where it's in, you know, worry and fear and depression and um, hate and jealousy, oh boy, you can feel it. You can cut it with a knife. And the good thing about us going in with a high vibe is it raises other people up to our vibe or it will totally... um, uh, uh, what, what do you say? Like repel them, you know, like they're either going to love it and they're going to want to get into your space and, and get to some of that amazing vibrational frequency to help them rise up or they're going to go away. But it is hard on us. And I call us light workers. It's hard on us light workers when we do go into a space like that, if we don't know how to handle the energy, but being up on that spiral, being up on that frequency, that is a part of, when you're detoxing your body, when you're doing that self-love that you can get to, and it's that higher vibrational frequency that shifts the consciousness of the planet. And it shifts your consciousness. You become a co-creator of your own reality, and you start to see the world in a glass half full rather than a glass half empty. Talk to me a little bit about vibrations because that's a concept that I don't know how many people understand. Yeah. Well, you know, everything is energy, right? So everything is energy, even science. You know, you can look at science and it backs all of this stuff. So like attracts like. So as we, if we are in a state when we wake up in the morning of, oh, nothing's going right for me. Everything goes wrong. Every, nothing is going right. Well, on your way to work, your car is not going to want to start. You're going to hit every red light. You're going to be like late to work and your boss is going to be upset with you and you're going to spill your coffee on your lap and your, your clothes are all yucky, right? You're on this low vibrational scale. You're going to attract more of that low vibrational scale. But if you wake up in the morning giving gratitude, oh my gosh, I woke up today. The sky is beautiful. There's snow on the ground. Oh my gosh, how beautiful is that? Oh, everything is going my way. Everything is going positive. And you have this half 
glass half full kind of mentality and you're giving gratitude and thanks and smiling and and upbeat, your vibration is raised. It's higher up on the scale. So when we look at a vibration, the wave goes up and the wave goes down. So we're, we're riding the higher wave level. Well, then on your way to work, you're going to hit every green light. The coffee's going to be made for you waiting at the drive up before you even get there because it's just, that's how you roll, right? Everything is going your way. The doors were open for you as you get to work. Everything is coming your way because you're attracting this higher vibrational frequency, which is positive. So like attracts like. So whatever that pulse is that you're putting out, that's what you're going to get more of. I actually speak about this in my vision board workshops and my abundance classes where how to create the the reality that you want. So how do we get up on that higher level? But you also have to look at it as it is a wave. So what goes up must come down, right? So we do have the polarity. We get to experience the polarity. That's a part of why we came to this earth in this lifetime. We wanted to experience the play. We wanted to experience the love and the amazing highs and and all of this stuff. But we also experience that polarity. So we dip down, but we can get right back up. And we have that choice to stay down or to get back up. And so, you know, our life isn't always a bowl full of cherries. There is traumatic things that happen. There are breast cancer issues that, you know, diagnosis that comes about. There are loved ones that pass away. But I can tell you too, that anytime something like that happens in your life, that wound, that trauma, that experience is the crack that allows more light into your life, more God into your life, more love into your life, this Christ consciousness, it makes you more aware. It thins the veil. It makes you a better person. And it gives you the opportunity to shift your life to doing what your soul came here to do. Boy, that was a long, long answer for, for vibration. Does that, does that make, does that make sense? <laughs> that was beautiful. That was really beautiful. Yeah, it totally did. Because, you know, when the the choice that's mm-hmm. that's the the point that hits me on a regular basis because i know sometimes i get in the low vibration and you know the low vibration is victim right right and i'm not a victim right what i am is experiencing a wound from my subconscious mm-hmm. that needs love it does it needs love yes and we're all love at our core. Like that's the energy that our soul really wants us to return to. Yes. And so when we have the shadow and the icky and the uh, that's a part of us that needs to be loved. Absolutely. And we all have that shadow side. We have the choice to react in a loving manner or react in a non-loving manner. We have that choice. And that was the one thing with the agreements of us coming here, our souls coming here, is we have free will. And so that's why we see so many people on this planet that do loving acts and are loving and are wonderful people. And we have other people that are choosing to do the opposite. But that's the thing too is as us that are choosing to do the love, choosing to be in love, choosing to share that Christ consciousness love that is within each and every one of us, it's our job to be able to shine our light so brightly that we can inspire those that are choosing their shadow side to reignite their light, to show them a better way, to show them that they are loved. Because a lot of times when they're choosing to react in a poor way and to react in that shadow side, it's because they're lacking the love. They don't love their self. They, they don't feel loved. They don't feel worthy, right? They're, and they're angry and they're frustrated and they're sad. And so they're reacting in these ways because they don't feel love. You know, it's, it's such an interesting thing because that unworthiness piece is separation. Mm-hmm. and we've been given this set of this construct i'll say of god is above us mm. and we'll never actually get there mm. because we're okay. sinners yeah. and we 
the humans have created the sin. <laughs> right. And I, and I don't even believe that statement, you know, like years back I did. And yeah. now I have been enlightened. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, and, and I respect everybody's beliefs, you know, wherever you are is where you need to be and mm -hmm. everything will happen in divine timing. But the thing that I have learned is God is within us. We are made in the likeness of God. We are made in the image of God. God is within you and you and you, and God is within me. And that is the thing that we as humans, that our souls having a human experience need to realize that when that person cuts you off in traffic, instead of freaking out and yelling at them, to give them some space, you know, and, and say, man, I want to find the God within them right? Because we're not going to do that to God, right? We're not going to, oh, like the God within them needs love and is love. Just because they made a poor choice doesn't mean that we need to condemn them and do, you know, say bad things to them. But God is not an outside thing. God is not up there, out there, over there. God is within us. And, and we are the creator. We are a part of the creator. We're all a part of it. We're all one. It's such a beautiful understanding. It is. And it's one that part of the reason I'm called to do this is to help people understand that. Yeah. Because we're so conditioned to this other paradigm that's a lie. Mm hmm And it's, that's not coming from a place of judgment because I don't, I really try my best to be aware of the fact that I don't want to, I don't want judgment anywhere. Right. But it's a method of controlling others. Right. And because if you make people feel bad about who they are, they'll never actually heal those wounds. And they'll never it just adds more wounds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and teaching from a fear base, any, any, any institution that teaches from a fear based method, if we go back to that, energy, that is a low vibration. Anytime you're coming from a fear-based method, what is that? That is low vibrational energy. So if you can come from teaching at a love vibrational frequency, which God is love, right? We Everybody puts God in this box and it's like, no, we need to blow that box up because God is so much bigger than what anyone has written, anyone has said. And we come from a God place, a love place, this sharing Christ consciousness place. That is going to be a high vibrational frequency. That is going to do healing. That is going to uplift people. And that is going to bring them up out of the darkness. Describe Christ consciousness for those who don't know what it is. You know, a lot of people think that... Um, it has all to do with Jesus Christ, right? Because they think that Jesus Christ, they think that's his name. But Christ is actually not his name. Jesus came to earth to share God's love, to share that unconditional love. And so that unconditional love is what, what is wrapped up in that word Christ consciousness. And I know part of my sole purpose is to share that Christ consciousness here on earth in this lifetime and to help shift the consciousness of this planet. And so Christ consciousness, when we talk about that, that is the love, the God love within you, within me, the all unconditional love that we all have from God, from for each other. And so Jesus walked this earth showing us how to do that. And so that is where the word Christ comes in and Christ consciousness comes in is because Jesus was the way shower showing us how to do that. And so that's my little, my little spiel on what that is. <laughs> I love it. Love it. It is. And people get yeah. confused. It's confusing. You know, it's like yeah. it, we're told that Jesus's name is Jesus Christ. No, Jesus his name is not Christ. That was Christ consciousness that he was sharing right. and showing. So yeah, it can be a little confusing. It can be a little confusing, but it's 
it's so cool when you actually experience that love that is beyond what you understand as love. Right. Oh, yeah. And you know, when connecting with angels and the divine and my spirit team, and, and I've connected and met Jesus a few times, the love that I feel, oh my God gosh, there is no words. There is no words to describe how I feel. My heart feels so full. I get goosebumps. I'm just, I get tears. You know, I feel, you know, uh, sometimes unworthy and because I'm human, I feel unworthy sometimes of so much love, but there's so much love and there's people that come to me for healing and when I share with them what's coming through for them and I'm trying to explain it in human words to them, they're just so overwhelmed in emotion because they've never experienced this kind of love that they can remember, at, you know, being a human. We've all experienced it being a soul, but coming here being human, we've forgotten and we feel so disconnected. You know, I can, I can remember there's times in my life where I was like, my gosh, God, you put me here and where's my lifesaver? Where's the rope? Throw me the rope. I don't feel you anymore. Like, I felt like I was doing it by myself, but we mm -hmm. really aren't. We really aren't. They've never left us. They're right there with us, but we've got to open up and allow them to work through us and allow them to share the love so that it can make our light shine bright. And as I talk about this, whoo, the whole backside of my back's all getting goosebumps and whoo, they are here. <laughs> feeling it too. Oh. And so that's the message is, you know, that you are so loved, dear one. You are so loved and they've never left you. They're right there. Just ask them, ask them to help you, ask them to be with you. You'll feel them. You will. So that brings me to the next nudge I'm getting, which is about what prayer really is. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, to me, this is what I have been told and, and my spirit team has shared with me is prayer is giving gratitude. Prayer is sending up the thank yous. Um, to, you know, whether you want to say it's going up to heaven, to God, the God within, your spirit team, it's giving the gratitude and thank yous, and it's talking with your spirit team. Now, the opposite of that is meditation. Meditation is all about receiving and being quiet and going within and listening and allowing God to work within you and pour the love through you and heal you and, and give you the messages, the divine messages that are coming through. Meditation is all about listening. So it's taking it within, whereas prayer is giving it out and giving gratitude for all that, that you have received. Mm. I've always found it fascinating when people pray for a thing mm -hmm. and then it doesn't happen. And then they think the prayer isn't working. Right. Like there's a flaw in the prayer and it's like, no, no, it's actually, it's not the connection. That's the flaw. It's the method in which you made the statement with the expectation. Right. And it's interesting too, because even when I teach abundance and how to co-create your reality and, and if you're sending up this vibrational frequencies in prayer, it's, it's more about saying thank you for what it is you want. It isn't necessarily about asking for what you want. It's, it's saying, you know, thank you, God, source, universe. Thank you for creating excellent health in my body. Thank you for saving, you know, this person's life and, you know, whatever God's will is to be done. Because sometimes when we pray too, it's like you can speak it as if it is already done, right? Speak it as if it is already done and giving thanks that it's already done. And it is so. I always end my prayers. And it is so. Um, but sometimes when we want something a certain way, it doesn't mean that that's 
that person or the situation, it doesn't mean that that's what's actually supposed to happen. Because we've got contracts. We've got these soul contracts that we've made with each other, with other souls, what our part was we wanted to do in this play while we're here on this earth. And there's agreements that were made, you know, and and so sometimes there's lessons that we wanted to learn and everyone that's involved in our life is helping us to learn them. Unconsciously, many times we have no idea that that's what's playing out, but sometimes we have to learn that lesson. And so sometimes we feel like it's an unanswered prayer, but God knows that that person needed to learn a specific lesson and that was something they asked to learn. And literally, I have had many times where there's some things in my life when I'm like, really, spirit team? Really? Did I stand up to the counter and say, I wanted to learn this? Because I don't remember that shit. Like, I don't want to do this. Why did I ask for that? But somehow I did, right? Somehow I did. And I don't remember why. We don't remember. And when I get to the other side, then it'll be this aha moment of, oh, now I see. Now I see. And... You know, and and I can, and I know that our spirit team sometimes says, "Are you sure you want to go to Earth and do that? Are you sure? Because it's gonna be hard." And of course, we're like, "Yes," because I'm a trooper. Like, yeah, I'm doing it again. I just got goosebumps when I said that. It's so funny. I always feel like I have a sense of humor. <laughs> I, I I have these moments in meditation. I'm like, really, you signed up for this much stuff, really? Yeah. Couldn't you like chunked it out a little bit? Like not, because I feel like I'm, and, and this has taken me a long time to realize I am an old soul. And what that means is I've incarnated multiple times, which is something I've never been taught, but I feel, and man, they're, they're like the collective old soul past lives of me are like, you're, 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 she's doing it. Yeah, she's doing all of it this time. And I'm like, really? Yeah, I'm, I did. I actually signed up for this. Right, right. <laughs> Welcome, old soul. This is not our first rodeo. And that's the thing too about us being old souls. You know, that is when we come to this earth as an old soul. It's like the angels always show me this bow and arrow. And so we came here to experience the polarity, like the really extreme opposites of everything, right? So it's like pulling that bow back as far as you can pull it back. And then you get to where you release it. Now what's going to happen? So here we're experiencing the polarity, the trauma, oh, the the tough, tough, tough stuff. We pull that bow way back as far as we can. And when the arrow is released, we get to experience the other good, the light, the wonderful, the amazing. And what happens is the trajectory of that arrow goes even further in this lifetime. So you are able to share the Christ consciousness more. You're able to do this ministry even more. You're able to shift the consciousness of this planet with the vibrational frequencies because your polarity experience as an old soul is so much greater. And so you have a more profound impact on this lifetime here. And so, yeah, this is not my first rodeo either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All good somehow. <laughs> and, and we have to laugh. We do. Sometimes we have to laugh. I'm, I remember my mom when I was battling cancer, she's like, oh, you have these big shoulders. God gave you these big shoulders. And I'm like, well, we can return these anytime now because I <laughs> do not want to buy these big shoulders. I don't need these big shoulders. I don't want these big shoulders. You know, having my little pity party after chemotherapy. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm over this. I don't want it anymore. But now, you know, years later, here I am and I'm like, okay, I see it, God. Okay, I'm to share my story. I'm to write my book. I'm to teach other people how to get through the trauma, how to wade through and heal and and how to awaken to their true authentic self quicker. And so, you know, if you had told me this when I was doing chemo, I'd be like, yeah, well, you can stick it because I'm over this. So thanks. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm over this. This is not fun anymore. Oh, so and that's you know, 
I got his, I, my grandfather died of cancer in 1979 and he was a very seminal person in my life. And to, to realize that chemo is still being used <sighs> 40 years later. Yeah. Poison. Mind boggling. It's like, here, let's inject poison in you and see what happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, and in the, in the, the midst of my battle, I felt that it was the right thing to do at that time with what I understood and what I knew. Oh yeah. And so to each their own, you've got to, you're right where you're supposed to be. If it feels right and, and you feel good about it, then, you know, then it's right for you. But knowing everything I know now, I'm like, oh my goodness, I could have healed in other ways. I get it now. If I would have been, you know, diagnosed with cancer now, would I do chemo? I would not. Um, I don't think I'll ever be diagnosed with cancer because I've done so much healing that my body was like, yeah, no, we're good. Right. Emotional healing is huge, right? I don't have those low vibrations in my body anymore. And so, yeah, chemo, oh, it, it, it was told to me that chemo is kind of like crop dusting, if you remember crop dusting, I grew up in the country and we had a crop dusting plane that would fly real low and spray the chemicals on to kill, you know, eradicate the bugs. But when you, when you do crop dusting, you have to, um, the second time you have to come back with something stronger or tweaked a little bit because what happens is the things that you're trying to eradicate become immune and they morph, right? And they they um, they can outlast the chemicals that you're using. And so literally chemo is kind of like that. It's going in and eradicating the things that, well, not just cancer in your body, it's eradicating every living cell in your body. <laughs> and they're hoping it's going to take out and knock know, out the cancer, right? So, I mean, it was, I thought I was dying. I literally... They told me I was dying and then about, you know, what was it, seven days after my chemo, I remember telling my mom, now I feel like I'm dying. And whew, it was intense, still brings tears to my eyes and chokes me up thinking about that. But yeah, chemo is intense. Mm. And you know, I've, I watched a documentary a few months ago about, about alternative ways to heal cancer. And one of the things that came out for me is that cancer is kind of like a child who isn't accepted in the community. Mm -hmm. So what do you do with a child? You don't beat it. You love it. Right. You want that, you want that cell to come back into the greater organic part of you and not separate it, make it feel that it's part of you. You don't want to take it out. You want to love it. Wow. What a good analogy. Yeah. I mean, sound vibration. If we go back to this whole vibrational thing we were talking about earlier, sound vibration can heal cancer cells and break cancer cells up just by using sound healing. Um, well, that makes sense. You know, right. Yeah. I have these beautiful singing bowls that I use when I do healings and meditations and sound can do amazing things. And, and there's even, I saw a video recently about sound healing techniques being used to break up the cancer cells and they're actually healing them. I think it's in a different country right now. But um, but yeah, it's and, and we all have cancer cells in our body. They're just, you know, they're just there. Every single one of us have them. But are they active? Are they growing? You know, what's going on is what determines that. And and I'm actually creating, I'm hoping to have it done here um, soon, hopefully here in February. I'm going to be teaching a master class on how to heal from cancer and, and the things that I know now that I wish I would have known back when I was dealing with breast cancer. And so I'm going to be giving those techniques away and, and uh, oh, I'm really excited. I'm, provide, I'm actually just right in the midst of creating that right now. Very that excited. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Anything to help somebody not be able to, you know, have to go through chemo. Oh, so tragic. I mean, half the time people are dying because of the chemo and because of the treatment, because it's just right. such an invasive, 
radical thing that the body has to try to handle. Mm -hmm. Mm. I'm so glad you're doing that. Thank you. Mm. (laughs) (sighs) Anything else you would like to discuss, my dear? Oh, gosh, Erica, thank you for having me on the show. This has been amazing. Oh, you're Welcome. Oh, anytime we can talk about love and Christ consciousness and healing. Oh, it just warms my heart because it's just all about what I am here to do is help people to learn how to go in and do that self-healing. My book is coming out in April 2019 this year. I'm super excited about that. I hope that, you know, if it resonates for you, that that you'll grab it when it comes out. And what's the title? It's called Angel Kisses, No More Cancer. Mm. And so I'm real excited because I'm sharing a little about my um, my cancer journey and a little about how I started communicating with angels and, and how that started happening as the veil thinned. And I'm also sharing some channeled mes- messages from the angels in that book. So oh, wow. really, really excited. I've been working on this book for, oh my goodness, I want to say about seven years. I'm like, wow. oh, it's taking me a while. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. It's going to be so awesome. My editor's got it right now. And and so April is the date. We're going to be doing some pre-book sales here soon. So be looking forward to that. And and if you you feel like, you know, you've heard me talk about helping my clients and, and you feel drawn to see what do I do? I would encourage you to join my tribe on Facebook. It's a, it's a Facebook group and it's called Understanding Divine Messages. And I'm in there a couple times a week sharing videos, doing teachings, answering questions. It's an amazing tribe. And we have a lot of things going on in there of learning. And really, sometimes when we start awakening and we start understanding that there's more to life, but the things you're experiencing are not what your family believed in, you have no one to talk to. You have nobody that gets you or understands you. And and you start to think that you're going crazy. And so finding a tribe of like-minded individuals is real important for you to understand that this is totally normal what you're going through. And so I'd love for you to join our community there and see what it is I do. And and if it resonates for you and, and you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm ready for more and I'm ready to do that deep soul healing so I can really truly understand who I am, then reach out to me and we can talk and have a conversation to see if my nine-week program um, is the right fit for you. Because boy, there's nothing worse than here, both Erica and I were, were knocking on our birthdays this year. There's nothing worse than thinking, wow, I'm almost 50 years old and I don't even know what my sole purpose is. What am I here for? What, what, do, I, what do I need to do? So that's something that I can help you with is getting aligned up with what that is and, and figuring out who you are and how to give that self-love so you can begin to heal and really understand who your true self is. Thank you so much for the work you do in this world, my dear. Thank you. I'm so excited that you started this podcast. Yay. That's it's definitely something that needs to be, needs to be out there. So thank you so much for being my first guest. Oh, absolutely honored. And for all who are listening, I wish you peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste. Can you help me redefine truth and preservation of our soul shine? I can feel it yours and mine. Close your eyes and witness it inside. In your bones, you will know. Trust and let go. Let it flow.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.